welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, how are you guys doing today? Good. I hope you had a great day today. How was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Well, I hope that all is well with you and your family and that you guys are staying safe. I know I say this all the time, but I do want you to remember that the coronavirus is still out there and that we still need to take precautions to make sure we protect others and ourselves by wearing our masks, washing our hands, hand sanitizer, doing social distancing, and all the things the experts are still encouraging us to do. So with that in mind, I hope that all is well with you and your family, that you're staying safe, that you're keeping those around you safe, and that you're just having a great time. 2020 has not been what we expected, but I can't just say it's been a wash either. A lot of good things have come out of 2020, and so I don't want you guys to get discouraged like we are almost at the end of the year. In 2020, we've done nothing because there's still a lot of things you can do. There's still a lot of things you can start. There's still time to do what you want to do and to actually make the year the year that you want it to be. Now, it may not be everything you want it to be because we do have quite a bit of restrictions and things that are preventing us from doing all the things we may want to do, but you can at least do some of the things you want to do. So I just want to encourage you not to be discouraged and to do some of the things that you want to do this year. Now, in talking about doing some of the things that we want to do, I do want to remind you all that this is an election year. And typically, when we have election years, I only vote for the presidential election. That's the way I've been since I was 18 years old. I've only voted for presidential elections. And I know people would tell me, Kiana, you should vote for local elections. You could. Vote. You should also vote like in a primary elections or the midterm elections. But I just never did because to me it wasn't important. I thought at that time that the only thing that was important was the presidential election. And so that's the only time I would literally show up to vote. But over the past four years, a lot of things have happened, a lot of things have occurred that have made me realize that it is important for me to vote whenever there's an election. Like, I don't care what we're voting for, anything. It is important to vote for every election. So over the past four years, 2016, you know, things kind of changed with the new administration. Since this administration has been in office, I have realized the value of voting for everything, not just presidential elections. So for the first time in a long time, two years ago, I voted in the midterm elections, and I was pretty excited and happy about the results. So I voted for that. Then earlier this year, I think I voted for something else. I do not, okay, I don't know what I voted for, but I do know um, that I did vote earlier this year. I think it was for the Senate, and so I picked my representative for the Senate earlier this year. Or I think, no, here's what happened. We had to vote to see who we were going to pick to run for the Senate for us. So that is why I went to vote. I voted on my choice or my candidate for the Senate. And I also did that for my candidate for president. Like, out of all the presidential, out of all the candidates that we had, I went to vote for the one person who I wanted to run for president. So, yeah, I voted for that. I've never done that, like, seriously. But I actually went and I voted for that. So that was exciting. So I did that. And yesterday, we had local elections. And I voted for that because... We were voting for, I think, mayor, city council, things like that. And so I voted for that as well. And here's why I did it. And I want to encourage you, if it, if you have an opportunity and a chance to vote in your local government, please go ahead and do that. And here's why. Um, I've seen a lot of things over the past four years I've not been happy with. I've not been satisfied with a lot of things. And I won't go into detail because this is not a political podcast. But what I will say is that I realized that my vote actually counts. And over the past few months with the quarantine, I've seen some things that I'm not happy with. Seen some things I'm not satisfied with. I mean, I wasn't happy before, but you know, being home since March, you know, we are now nearing the end of August. Being home all this time for the past five months, you have a lot of time to think about the direction that you want your country to go in, the direction you want your town to go in, and your community to go in. And I've had tons of time to think about that. So, I have an idea of how I kind of think America should be. And I don't think it's such a far-fetched idea that America is a place for all people and just not for some people. You know, I find it frustrating sometimes that in this country we have to constantly remind people 
that black lives matter because it's something that people should already know we shouldn't have to tell you that black lives matter it should be something that's known we shouldn't have to monitor the police or tell them you can't shoot people in the back you can't kneel on people's necks we shouldn't have to tell you this because they should already know this we shouldn't have to tell people not to discriminate against people in the LBGT community either because they should be treated fairly. My whole thing is, whether you agree with their lifestyle or not, they are people and they have a right to live their lives and to do things without being discriminated against. Like, you wouldn't like it if I told you you couldn't marry somebody. Like, I don't think that it's our right to tell people these things. I think it's okay to have difference of opinions, but I do think that when our difference of opinions um, violate someone's freedom and someone's right, especially if they're not bothering us, they're not doing anything to us, I don't think we should tell people what to do as far as that is concerned. That is their choice. And just because they're making a choice that may not be with what we would make or what we agree with does not mean that we have a right to discriminate against them or tell them they can't do anything. And you know, I'm tired of people who are Christians or religious people bringing up morals and values and religion and stuff like that. Because, let's just be real, I do believe that if God was walking on earth and if he was like here in 2020, like in person, in flesh, I don't think he would discriminate against people who were gay. I don't. Because if you read the Bible, he never discriminated against people who were prostitutes or people who everyone else considered to be like the lower class people or people no one would be around. He never discriminated against those people. So for me to hear people who are Christians want to get up there and talk about discriminating against people because of their sexual orientation really frustrates me. Come like that is not what you're here to do. Your job is to love. Your job is to tell people about God. You can't tell people about God if you're being mean and hateful and discriminatory against them. So that is just where I am and I don't feel that that's where we should be. I do think that in America, regardless of what you believe or how you feel, we have to be tolerant and accepting of people and views. That may be different from our own. We should not always judge people or make assumptions about what people should and should not do based off of our own experiences. Because what I have experienced as a black woman living in America may not be what you have experienced. And just because you may not have had my experience does not mean that you can minimize or disregard my feelings and vice versa. Like, just because I may not have had your experience doesn't mean that I can disregard your feelings about something either. This is just what makes America great. You know, the fact that we are a melting pot and that there's a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of culture that we can acquire just by being understanding and accepting and embracing other people in their cultures and learning about them. I always tell my kids, because until recently I've always tried to, like, let them know we are all people, you know, don't look at their color, don't look at, you know, anything except for the fact that we are people and everyone deserves respect and love and kindness. And so that's how I teach them. And I always try to tell them we have more in common than what we have, oh, you know, we have more in common than our differences. How can I put that? We have more in common than we have things that are different. Like, for instance, regardless of your color or whatever, we were all born pretty much the same way, maybe in different types of households, but we bleed the same color. We breathe air to survive. We have wants, we have desires, we have goals. We have so much in common, and I think if we focus more on what we had in common and stop looking so much or trying to find so many differences, then I think that the community would be a better place, our country would be a better place. And to be honest, I want our country to reflect different cultures. I want our country to reflect different people because it's not just a certain type of people. We are made of so many different people and nationality and races. And I think our country should reflect that. I think our government should reflect that. And I think that in order for this to happen, we have to start voting for what we want our country to look like and how we want our country to be reflected. And that means that we need to step up, step up our game and we need to vote in local elections for people who have the same vision that we have for our community and for our country. So this is why I plan to be an informed voter and this is why I've been voting. I have been researching people, I've been looking at what their policies are, what they stand for, because I want to be an informed voter. 
I want to be able to go to the polls and not just vote for specifically because someone's in my party or whatever, because I don't really consider myself a person who votes for parties. I vote for policies. I vote for things that are important to me. And so that is pretty much how I vote. And so in order to do that and be effective with voting, I think that we need to do some research and we need to know why we're voting, who we're voting for, know their policies, know what they've done in the past, know everything that we need to know so we can make an informed decision. And if we do this, and if we start doing this with our local elections, then we will do this with the midterms and then we'll do this in the presidential elections. Then we will be able to make a difference in America. We'll be able to change the way things are in a way that's beneficial for everyone. So what I want to say is that I want America to be a place where my kids and my future grandkids are able to live and to ensure that they live in an America that is one that's inclusive and not one that promotes hatred and division. I want to also encourage you guys to vote, not just for this upcoming election in November, but also for your local elections as well for city council, senate, house, whatever it is, any kind of election that you have to vote, any type of time, anytime you have an opportunity to vote, I just say go take a head, go take a chance and do it. This will have a big impact on what our national government will look like. So if you start voting from local level all the way up, you can definitely make a change. And so this is why I'm encouraging everyone not just to vote in November, but please do vote in November, but also vote in your midterm elections and your local elections because we can make a difference and we can one by one, one vote each, you know, every time we vote, we can make a difference. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. Now, I know there are some people, and there's a conversation that I've heard before. People are like, well, my vote doesn't count. I don't think I should vote. So if that is how you feel, I actually want to hear from you. And I want to know why you feel like your vote doesn't count. So if you have an opportunity right now, if you're home, whatever you're doing, you can easily just head over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and send me a message telling me why you feel like your vote doesn't count. And believe me, I just want to know out of curiosity. I'm not here to try to lecture you or tell you what to do. I do encourage everyone to vote, but I just want to hear why you feel like your vote doesn't count. All right, well, head over to that page if that's how you feel and tell me why you feel your vote doesn't count. I can't wait to hear from you. Today, this episode of the podcast is dedicated to all of my listeners who are either dating or who plan to date sometime within the future or who are single. Yes, I know it's about time. Okay, listen, I know most of the time I do most podcast episodes that are geared toward couples who are currently in relationships or currently in marriages or who have been in long-term relationships. But today, I wanted to do an episode for all of my dating or single listeners. So today, guys, this one is for you. And we are going to talk about things that you should do and shouldn't do while you are dating. Now, this is pretty much like in the beginning stages of dating. Like, you know, the initial stage where you talk to someone, they ask for your number, or however you guys do it these days, online, whatever. You meet up, and your first date, or your second or third date, you know, like the very beginning stages of dating. This is what we're going to talk about because we're going to talk about what you should and shouldn't do. Now, I know sometimes first dates are awkward, even like second or third because you're busy trying to impress them and it's nerve-wracking. So I know how this can feel because I've been in the dating scene before. I've done dating. And so, you know, it can be nerve-wracking. Let me just start off by saying that dating is something that should be fun and it can be fun. And I think we should let it be fun and not make it the stressful, anxiety-packed event that it sometimes is. But then again, I guess it's stressful and filled with anxiety if you are dating for, you know, depends on the reason you're dating, why you might be stressed out about dating. Now, if you're dating because you're young, you're fun, you're getting to know people, and you're, like, carefree about it, 
yeah, you can have fun and enjoy life like that. If you are dating because you're older and you feel like you're never going to get married and you're like looking and trying to find that person just for you, then it can be stressful because you're like, dates are no longer dating. They're just like, I need to find a husband. So that is where it can be stressful. And if that date doesn't work out, you can feel like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get married. When is this going to happen to me? So this is when dating can be stressful. Now, I remember when I was 18 and I had my first date. Okay, yeah, I didn't have my first date until I was 18 because my mom was one of those mothers that was very adamant about my sisters and I being 18 before she dated. She said that she felt that it was important to focus on school, which I agree because school is definitely important. So we focused a lot on school uh, while we were in our early teens. We learned how to be friends or boys before we started to try to do the boyfriend and girlfriend thing. And I think that was important because she didn't just throw us out in the world of dating and be like, have at it, you know. I see so many people letting a younger kids date. And I think that's fine if that's what you choose to do. I knew that probably 13, 14, 15, like, I was mature and I was kind of mature for my age. But I don't think I would have been ready for a dating situation. So I appreciate the fact that she didn't force me into it or even allow me to put myself in that type of situation knowing that I was not ready to be in a dating relationship at that time. Now, what we were allowed to do, now she didn't just like hide us from boys and we can never talk to them. It wasn't one of those things where a boy walked past and you put your head down like, oh, I can't talk. No, no, no. It was nothing like that. What we would do is like we could talk to boys on the phone. She let us do that. We could go out and hang with our friends, with boys in the group, and all of us hang out together. Because what she was trying to do is she told us, she's like, listen, Kiana, she's like, before you learn, she's like, before you have a boyfriend, you need to learn how to talk to boys. You need to learn what to say to boys, how to talk to them, how to get along with them, how to just be friends with them so that you don't have this whole boyfriend-girlfriend stress hanging over you. So that's what she did. She let us be friends with boys. She let us talk on the phone with boys. As long as she knew their parents, we could even go out with boys as long as we were all in this big friend group. And my mom trusted us. So because she trusted us, we never tried to, like, go and do anything else because we didn't have to worry about it because we knew, okay, at the time I was, like, 16, 17. So I was just like, well, I can date when I'm 18. What's the big deal? So we had a lot of fun just hanging out with our friends, doing a lot of fun things, and just getting to know boys, talking to them without the stress of dating, and just having a lot of fun. And I would even tell boys, because at that time I was in college, and I was still 17 because I graduated a year early. So I went to community college at 17. And I had my car, you know, I was really mature. And boys would ask me all the time, hey, Kiana, can we take you out on a date? And I would literally tell them, no, I cannot date until I'm 18. And, you know, you would think that would scare guys away, but it did not. Because by the time I was 18, I had a whole bunch of guys who were like, Kiana, when's your birthday? And I was like, I would tell them my birthday. And they'd be like, okay, well, when you turn 18, we want to take you out. So, you know, that's when I started dating at 18. And I did enjoy dating, but I found that um, in the whole dating scene at the time, because I was just 18, that people wanted to think, go take things too fast. They wanted to be serious too fast. So after a few dates, I decided at 18 that I was going to probably wait until I was a little older before I started to seriously date. So while the whole time I was in college, I really didn't date. I hung out with tons of guys, had lots of friends, talked to everybody. But I felt happy because it's like I was talking to a whole bunch of people. I could literally go out with one guy and then go out with another guy. And nobody would think anything of it because I would tell them, listen, I am just friends with everybody. I'm not dating you. I'm not trying to date you. We are just friends. So I was able to date whoever I wanted, go out, eat lunch with them, do whatever I wanted to do as far as talking. And it wasn't a big deal. Nobody was confronting me about cheating on them. Become like, listen, I'm just friends with everyone. And they knew that. So that's just how it was. And I love that I did it that way because it took the pressure off. It stopped a whole bunch of drama. And I was able to focus on school. And I tell everyone, dating will always be there. Guys are always going to be around. You don't have to rush this thing. You need to focus on school. You need to focus on your career or what you want to do. Now, if you are at the stage where you've done all that and you are ready to start seriously dating, then this is 
the podcast that is for you. This is the episode that's for you. Because as I got older, I did my fair share of dating, like serious dating. And eventually I did get married. And it has been like 16 years since I dated. So I'm thrilled about that. Now one thing I do know is that dating has changed a lot since the last time I dated. That was 16 years ago. So I just thought it would be fun for us to go over some of the do's and don'ts of dating. So I'm going to begin this conversation by just talking about some of the things that you absolutely should never, ever do on a date. Okay, here we go. So let's say, let's say um, it's your first date, you meet up at the restaurant or wherever it is you guys decide to meet up and you get there. The first thing you should never, ever, ever, ever do is don't think too far ahead into the future. Yes, don't do that. An example of this would be you see the guy or the girl that you're dating walk up in the restaurant. You see him come in and you're just like, oh my goodness, that is my husband. Or if it's a guy, oh my goodness, that's my wife. No, don't do that. You're way too far in the future. You don't even know who they are yet. They haven't even spoken to you. You cannot, cannot pick a mate like that. Now, I mean... I'm just going to throw out a disclaimer, like, it does work sometimes, there is love at first sight, you know, it does work like that for some people, but you cannot assume that you're one of those people it's going to work for, and assume that as soon as you see someone, that's the person you're going to marry. So do not think too far into the future. And another reason you should not do this is because you're putting too much stress on you, because if you see somebody and be like, oh, I'm going to marry him, or oh, I'm going to marry her, then you have just put the pressure of making this person fall in love with you and marry you to go along with your idea and your dream or whatever it is you just made, you decided you were going to do, you have all that pressure on yourself. So that date is not going to go well because you're going to be trying to run, I think, go with, on with this relationship too fast. You're going to do all the things that you shouldn't do. And that which comes me, which brings me to my second point. You're going to overthink things. And overthinking things is going to cause a problem. Like, you're going to be like, oh, what do they want me to do? Oh, what does this mean? Oh, what does that mean? Oh, do they like me as much as I like them? You're going to overthink it. And you should not be overthinking anything at this stage. It should just be about, hey, how are you? My name is so-and-so. And, you know, you should sit down, order, talk, get to know each other. Like, hey, what do you like? I'd like to do this. You know, it should be a fun kind of event a fun thing and not something where you're overthinking so number one remember don't think too far into the future number two do not overthink anything number three do not go from zero to a hundred immediately like you cannot see them and be married immediately no do not go from zero to a hundred remember relationships take time friendships take time trust takes time all the things that you want in a relationship are things that take time to build. So give yourself that time to build these things with this person, if this person is for you. So do not go from zero to 100 immediately and give yourself and the relationship the time that you need to grow and to develop. Get to know each other first before you guys start talking about anything. Get to know each other, okay? Another thing that a lot of couples do is they bring baggage into the new relationship. What I want you to remember is that this is not your ex and that you should not project any of your past negative relationship experiences onto him or her. I know some people have told me they were um, waiting for their date to come in and they were like five minutes late and they decided that was not the person for them because their ex used to be late and this is just a repeat. I'm just like, how do you know this is a repeat? Of what you went through because just because your ex used to be late maybe his or her motivation for being late was totally different maybe it was because they didn't respect your time or they were not putting you first or prioritizing but what if this person just was running late because they got into traffic or just what if this is just a person who had the issue with time but they're really a nice person and they're and the reason that they're late is not the same as the reason why your ex may have been late so you know it's like you have to let go of the baggage. That's why I always say if you have been in a previous relationship that did not go well, I do not care. You should probably get some counseling because that will help you shed the baggage and shed the negative thought processes that you may be having so that when you start to date and get back out there, you're not taking this stuff with you because there is nothing that will kill a relationship 
quicker than bringing baggage from a previous relationship into a new relationship. So don't do that, okay? Another thing you should not do is overshare. Yes, do not overshare. Now, I know you may have, some of us like to talk. I like to talk too. And I found out that sometimes when I'm talking, I do overshare. So I have made it my personal commitment not to overshare. So I understand if you are an oversharer, I get it. I am too. But you have to monitor yourself and do not overshare. So the best way not to overshare is to spend more time talking to the other person about themselves. Because when you're talking to someone about themselves, you're not constantly talking about you. One thing I've noticed is that the times that I do overshare is if I feel like I have to carry on the conversation or if it's silence. Because I don't like a lot of quietness. I like to talk. So if it's quiet, I will talk and talk and talk. And when I talk and talk and talk, I overshare. Because you know you don't have anything to say. You're starting to run out. So you just start talking about everything. So that's when I overshare. So let me just give you this suggestion. If you do overshare, the best way not to overshare is to be interested in the other person. Ask them what they're interested in. Find out what their interests are. And it's important to do this because then you get to find out about them. So if you're asking about someone else and listening to what they have to say, then you don't have all this free time to overly talk about yourself. So don't overshare. Another thing you should not do is overdo it. Just do not overdo things. Like I have seen people trying so hard to impress their date until it was ridiculous. Like trying to make them think that everything was about them. I mean, so many people have overdone it. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. Now, one time when I was a teenager, not a teenager, I think I was like 19 or 20, and I was on a, I was doing dating or whatever I was dating. I happened to meet this guy at some kind of church function. And he saw me and he was talking to me. And then the next thing I know, he wanted to like go to my car and get stuff for me. And I'm just like, okay, that's nice, but you literally just met me five minutes ago. So like, how you gonna know what my car looked like? You know, it was one of those things where it was like overdoing it. Like, do not overdo it. Because if you overdo it, you're gonna scare people off or you're gonna be like, people are gonna like be wary of it. So do not overdo it. Just be who you are. Don't overdo it. And another thing, like I mentioned with oversharing, don't make the conversation all about yourself. No one wants to go somewhere and just hear you talk about yourself all the time. Now granted, I'm sure you're an amazing person. I'm sure you're nice and you have so many stories to tell. But this is not about you. It's about getting to know the other person. Like, you know about yourself already. So you shouldn't have to go there and talk about you all the time. Now, the person will ask you and talk to you and ask questions that they want to know. So it's important to answer those questions so when you're getting to know someone, it should be like 50-50. You should find out about them. They should find out about you. You should have fun doing this, like a bonding, connecting experience where you're just getting to know someone. You should have fun doing this. But it is not fun if you go somewhere and all you hear is a long, drawn-out session of a book or a story about you for the next two to three hours. That is boring. And that is a big turnoff. Nobody want to hear about you that much unless it's your mom. Just going to be real. Your parents will listen to you talk about yourself all day. But other people, even though they may love you, don't want to hear about you all the time. Because it's not always about you. It's about them too. So don't make the conversation about you. Alright? So here are the don'ts of dating. Do not think too far into the future. Do not bring your baggage with you into the relationship. Do not go from 0 to 100 immediately. Do not overthink things. Do not overshare. Do not overdo it. It's a lot of overs, huh? <laughs> like, don't overthink, don't overshare, don't overdo it. And don't make the conversation all about yourself. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, and now that you know what not to do, here are some things that you should do, okay? So, what you should do is have fun. Like, you are there to have fun. Take, take away the pressure of feeling like, oh, I'm here to date so I can get married or whatever. No, you are here to get to know someone. You're here to have fun, make a friend. You're here to see if this person could potentially 
be someone you'd be interested in getting to know further and maybe eventually become a partner. And I say eventually because that is the reason why you're there, to have fun, to find out about this person, to see how they are, and see where this can go and where it can develop, you know? Have fun with it. And don't put so much pressure on yourself to come away with this being a boyfriend. No, every date you go on, you're not going to walk away with a boyfriend, okay? Let me just get that straight. So that's why it's important to have fun, get to know people, and have more than one date, you know, date more than one person. It doesn't mean if you date more than one person that you are... I know people, I don't even know if this is a real term anymore. I know they used to say it when I was younger. Like, it doesn't mean that you're fast or anything like that. It just means that you're getting to know people. And if you get to know a lot of people, then there's a potential you can find a husband or someone that you're looking for. It's almost one of these things, like, have you ever heard the term, don't put all your eggs in one basket? And I feel like so many times, that's what we do when we date. Like, you're not going to date multiple people. We'll date one person, and then when that doesn't work out, you're just like, oh, I'll never get married. Oh, I'll never find the person in my dreams. But that's not true. But the problem is you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. Like, for instance, there's nothing wrong with dating someone, having a date on Monday, then maybe having a date on Wednesday or Friday with different people. Because how are you going to get to know people and to have fun? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as they, the person, the people that you're dating know that you are dating more than one person. You know? Just have fun and be yourself. Because by doing this, by having more options, you are widening your prospects to having, to maybe meeting the person who you might click with better than if you just date one person and then you wait around for the next date six months later or whenever. So, have fun, be yourself, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I jumped ahead, the next thing is be yourself. Like, just be you. If you are a funny person, then be who you are. If you are an interesting person, be who you are. Even if you are, like, a quiet person. Now, you do need to work on trying to make conversations and stuff, but just be you. And here's why I say that. Because you don't want to feel like you tricked somebody. Like, they've never got to know the real you. And... People will feel that way if you present yourself one way while you're dating, when you first meet, and then when you start to really date, they find out you're another way. It's almost like, uh, it's almost, how can I put it? It's almost like one of those things where, okay, this is what you are going to get. And then when the person go to get it, like, nope, nope, I tricked you. This is what you're really getting. No, the person should know what they're getting up front. I know when I was dating, I would hate it if a guy acted one way. And then once I got to know him, I found out he was the total opposite of anything I would ever date. Like, why don't you just be yourself? You know, it's one of those things where just be who you are. You are enough. You are good. And if someone doesn't like you because of who you are, there are other people who are going to like you for who you are. So you shouldn't feel like you have to change or be somebody that you're not. Just be yourself, okay? Enough said about that. Be yourself. Another thing to do is ask important questions. Now, I know if you're getting a little older in age and you're ready to have a husband and you're ready to settle down, there are some questions that you should ask. And I say ask the important questions. Now, I would not suggest that you go in there and be like, so, when are you ready to get married? No, that's, that's kind of not it. I think you should just ask questions and find out some things. Like, find out about their family, like, what their family views are, what type of religion they are. You know, just find out things like that. Ask the important questions that you need to know, but don't ask them in a way where it's like a life or death situation where they think, oh my goodness, she's really trying to like reel me in. No, it shouldn't be like that. Just ask important questions, but ask them in a fun way because like you're just interested in them and you should be interested in them. You just want to learn more about them. So while you're doing this, ask the important questions. Don't ask the questions like they're on a game talk show or like they're being interrogated. No, ask the questions in a way where you're interested. You're just trying to find out more about them and their family and just trying to find out things about them. Another important thing to do when on a date for the first time is to listen because it's annoying when people talk over you. That's the first thing. But it's important for you to listen so you can get to know them. You can't get to know someone if you don't listen to that person. So listen to them and get to know them. Be interesting. Another thing that's important is to be polite and kind, okay? 
be polite and be kind. I remember a few years ago, my husband and I, we like to watch the um, Key and Peele show. It's like a comedy show. And it's on syndication, and we get it because we have streaming platforms. So we watch it, even though it's off the air. It used to come on, I think, Comedy Central. It's off the air, but we still watch it. So they had one episode. I forgot what the um, character's name was. But it was about this guy and this girl. They were on a date. And the guy was nice. He was quiet and everything. He was good. And the girl was, like, off the chain. She would be. She was the one that attitude. She was insulting the weight the um, wait staff she was being rude to everybody and he was like um um we probably shouldn't do this and she's like oh I'm sorry and then they come back and they should be more rude to them and then she would say stuff like well because you were so stupid and you never got our order right I had to be I had to scream at you which made my husband or my date um feel uncomfortable so it was stuff like that and it was hilarious how it was because she would just go on and on saying stuff like that but the point is be polite okay that was a, that was a comedy show so it was funny but it's not funny in real life so be polite to them be polite to the people around you and be kind and you know what i should not even have to tell you this because you should already know to be polite and kind so we're moving on you should know this be in the moment and enjoy yourself like don't let your mind wander to oh what we're we gonna do in our next date no Enjoy this moment. He, did he ask you for another date? Did she say she'd go out with you on another date? Don't think about the next date. Think about now. What are you guys doing now? And how you're having fun? Enjoy yourself in this moment. Don't put pressure on it to assume that you're automatically going to get a next date. It may or may not happen. But you do want to have fun in that moment and enjoy yourself. So be in the moment and enjoy yourself. Finally, follow your gut instinct, okay? And I always say this because no matter how we want to spend things, dating is fun, it's exciting, but let's just be real, and it doesn't happen all the time, but we do have to keep in the back of our minds, especially females, that it can be a, you know, you can put, find yourself in a situation where you're with someone who may um, be a little crazy or may have an intent to harm you. And it doesn't happen all the time, so I'm not scaring you. Please don't think I'm trying to scare you. You don't have to go on your dates with mace or anything like that. <laughs> like, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying follow your gut instinct. So if you go somewhere and the guy's talking or whatever, and you just don't feel safe, then you should probably leave. Or if you're talking and he's talking about how, or he's talking about how he is disrespectful to his mom or whatever, that's another red flag. So just be aware of these things. They don't come up all the time. So you don't always, you don't have to be afraid to date. But when they do come up, and if that situation ever comes up, you do need to know what to do. It's almost like a tornado drill, you know. We have drills, and we have warnings, and they don't always happen. But you know what to do if it did happen. Same thing here. You're not gonna always be in a situation, and you may never find yourself in a situation where your gut instinct is just like, this is not good, you should leave. You know, you may never find yourself in a dangerous situation while dating, which I pray to God that never happens to you, you know? But you need to think about what you would do in the event that it did occur. Okay, just wanted to throw that out there. All right, so remember, the things you should do would be to have fun, be yourself, ask important questions, listen, get to know them, be interesting, be polite and kind. Be in the moment and enjoy yourself. And finally, follow your instinct or your gut feeling. Dating should be fun and not stressful. So just try not to put too much pressure on yourself, especially in the initial stages of the relationship. Dating can either be a fun time or a scary time, but it all depends on how you approach the idea of dating. Could you trust him or her? And if it did break your heart, what could happen? Cause I know a lot of people think about this. You know, it should be fun. But, you know, we just have to be real. Like, they could break your heart. But I do think some things are you should take a chance on. And, like, dating is something I think you should take a chance. I think it's a risk worth taking, you know. So, just know that you should have fun. And in the event that they did break your heart, and yes, that could happen. But if that happens, all I would say is take a step back. Learn from your experience. And yes, learn. Because it's not a failure. It's just a learning experience. So learn from it. Give yourself time to heal. And then just get back out there. Don't let one bad experience with one date stop you from getting to know some amazing people 
and potentially keep you from meeting the guy or the girl that's out there for you, okay? So remember, it's about fun, enjoying yourself, and even if things don't work out, and even if you do get hurt, it's not the end of the world. Get back out there, and there is someone out there for you. You just need to find them. (laughs) So, you know, get back out there and have fun. Now, the song that we are going to listen to today is called Broken Hearts, and I picked this song specifically for this week because I want to remind you that broken hearts will heal and that you shouldn't and don't have to be afraid of dating. All right, so here's the song, Broken Hearts. We used to laugh and have fun. I used to think you were the one. All of this time, I gave you my heart. I thought nothing could tear us apart. And one day, you came to me.
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank our partner, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, for working with the Music and Vibes podcast to ensure that you, the listeners, have the resources to get the counseling that you may need if you are in need of counseling. Now, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, counsels, they do individual counseling, and they also do marriage counseling and relationship counseling and couples counseling, which is one of the reasons why I love working with this company because this is a relationship podcast, and we're always talking about ways to better our relationships. And in order to do this, sometimes you do need counseling. And the fact that BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is able to help you with marriage and relationship counseling, I think that is a plus. Now, if there is something interfering with your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals, then BetterHelp is the place to go. Now, I know I personally, I love counselors. Like, I love therapists. I love counseling because I am a psych major and I have a master's in um, counseling psychology. So I'm all into the counseling thing. I know that counseling can help you become a better person. It's not always, oh, I'm going to see a counselor because I have so many problems. Or people, I think people, when it comes to counseling, have made it seem like if you see a counselor, then there's something wrong with you. No, there's not. People who get counseling are people who want to improve. They want to make things better. And they understand that they cannot make things better on their own because they may not have the tools to make this happen. So counseling gives you the tools that you need. So if your marriage is in a crisis, you need a counselor so they can give you the tools that you need to be successful in your marriage. If your life is in a crisis or if you are dealing with something that you're not equipped to handle, then going to a counselor would be amazing so that you can get the tools that you need to get through a situation and to thrive in your personal life. So if this is you, then BetterHelp will assist your needs and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communication in under 48 hours. Now let me say, it's not a crisis line. This is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So this is a plus that you can get this because they service clients worldwide. So if there is something that you need help with that may not be available in your area as far as expertise is concerned, they can help you. And the great thing is that this service is available for clients worldwide. All you have to do is log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, and you will get timely and buffer responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And you know, with the coronavirus going on and a lot of us being quarantined and also learning how to work remotely and doing things from home, this is perfect because you can get the help and the counseling you need and you don't even have to leave your house. So this is amazing. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they're going to make it easy and affordable and free for you to change counselors if you need to. Now, this counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. And I just want to talk about this for a minute because I have done traditional counseling, believe me. And as good as it was, I did pay quite a bit of money for this. The rates that they have here are really good rates. And it's like, you it's something I feel that most people can afford. So if your excuse for not getting counseling is like, I can't afford it, well, stop. You have no excuse. Better help is something that you can definitely afford, afford. And the awesome thing about it is that they offer financial aid, which is available to help you if you can't afford it. You will have financial aid available. They're just interested in making sure that you get the help that you need. And that is what this whole podcast and this community is about. Keeping your relationships together, making sure we are good, not just as couples, but good individually, and that we're the best version of ourselves that we can be. And BetterHelp is so dedicated to helping us be the better people or the better part of ourselves that we can be, that they not only offer traditional offline counseling, but they also have financial aid which is available better help wants you to start living a happier life not tomorrow or but today so visit their website and you can see all of their testimonials posted there there are great things that they have done to help people and i know that they're going to be able to help you so here's what we're going to do 
BetterHelp has given all of the Music and Buy podcast listeners a special link that we, you guys can click on, and you will get 10% off your first month of counseling. Just type in the promo code, which is Music and Buy, and you will get 10% off of your first month of counseling. Now, what I'm going to do is put the link in the show notes along with the promo code and you can just go click the link in the show notes and then put in the promo code and you'll get 10 month 10 percent off your first month of counseling all right well i just want you guys to take advantage of this because this is awesome and i feel that the music and vibes podcast is very lucky to have this partnership now i also want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast weekly you are amazing and I appreciate the support and the way you listen every single ep- every week to every episode. If it wasn't for you, there would be no music and vibes. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I also want to encourage you to share and subscribe. Now, I would sing a song about it, but I'm not going to do that. But please share the podcast. I know other people need to find out some of the things that they should and should not be doing in their relationship. So... If you could just do me a favor and share this episode of the podcast with two of your friends or family members, then you will be helping me out a lot. In addition to sharing, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you will be aware of all the new episodes that come out. I want to start throwing in some special things, but I can't do this if you do not subscribe because then you'll miss all the special things I want to give you. So, share and subscribe. What did I say to do? Yes, share and subscribe. Now, if there's anything that you guys want to talk to me about later, or if you hear something on the podcast and you're just like, oh, I wish I could ask her more about it. Well, you can ask me about it. You know how? You can reach me on Facebook. You can go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and you can contact me there. You can contact me on Instagram, on our website. There are many ways to reach me. So I'm going to have in the show notes all of the ways that you can reach me so that you will be able to get in contact with me so that you can ask me any questions that you may need to ask. And finally, before I end the podcast, I just want to say, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Hope you have a great week. If you need to contact me, like I said, just go to the, um, the Music and Vibes Facebook page. You can contact me there. Go to Instagram. You can find me there. And I'm also, well, I am on Twitter. I don't do Twitter a lot, so I'm just not going to say Twitter. <laughs> but you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and then just go to our webpage. And they have like a contact button you push on that and you can contact me all right well i think that's all for now and i hope you guys have an amazing day have a wonderful weekend make sure you do something fun and special and i'll talk to you guys next week all right bye-bye